slash and cast. back fiends to handle with scare presented by the slash and cast podcast network our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize i'm your host emily drunk and throughout the month we're gonna be gearing up for a little yuletide fear so before i introduce you to tonight's film and of course my co-host just a few general reminders you could stay connected with us over on x at handle with scare and be sure to join us for our weekly watch parties, which are held every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time over at kick.com forward slash totally drunk. As you can see, Grant Hasabi is here with me yet again to kick off this year's Christmas celebration. And uh, on tap tonight, we got a movie that I really wanted to hit last year uh, when we were doing our Christmas stuff. But uh, again, very limited theatrical release. Uh, really no place even remotely close to me got it, so it's just like, well, maybe next year. And here we are a year later, and, uh, you know, finally got a VOD release here this past month. And, uh, yeah, we got the mean one, which is the Grinch parody slasher, <laughs> uh, which we watched last night on Twisted Tuesday. And, you know, here's the thing. I know going in... You know, we, we all kind of, like, had an idea, like, you know, we've, you know, you, you see how, like, the audience is, is pulling things. Obviously, the critic score was not that great. You know, it got a lot of attention, uh, as I mentioned, around the same time that the uh, Winnie the Pooh slasher uh, did, because that came out in a similar time frame. Uh, so, like, it, it kind of blew up a little bit on, like, TikTok and, you know, social media about, like, this movie coming out, but it didn't really seem like there was, like, a huge amount of interest in it at the time, uh, and, you know, maybe that was, uh, why it didn't get a, a wider release when it did hit theaters, but anyways, we got the mean one, uh, which, you know, uh, I, I know this is gonna be one of those movies that, uh, you know, we might be on a different side of the fence uh, <laughs> than most people uh, with this. But I have to say, right House, like, this one completely caught me by surprise in the absolute best way possible. And I cannot wait to uh, to dive into this one. So I think uh, for this movie, I'm really surprised that it wasn't better able to capture some of the momentum of Terrifier 2, having David Howard Thornton in it. And there are definitely parts of the movie where he's definitely got some of the Art the Clown vibe. Um, the impressive part for me was that I knew who it was, but the, the character was different. Mm -hmm. And it was um, definitely... Um, I, I suppose if you break it right down, it was definitely way more fun than I ever would have anticipated this movie to be. Um, Having raised kids on the Dr. S material, um, like, 
the way that they played up on it in a lot of ways with the name of the town, the characters. I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say what I said, just a little bit of a pre-show. This movie was so much goddamn fun. I don't know how people can not like it. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. People can't like it. It's ridiculous. Um, it, it has an oddly good-natured vibe for being a horror movie, which is not something that you can you know, often say that a movie does. I mean, it's ultimately very good-natured, aside from all the killing and heads in boxes and candy canes in the rectums and things like that. But, I mean, it's... I, I actually... Uh, earlier today, I was, I was looking through a thing, and I... Um, uh, David Howard Thornton had posted something about the mean one and they had done some advertising for it and made like this perfect mean one wreath. Um, and I had to respond and say, you know what? I'm watching this movie for the second time. And I'll tell you what, I'm having so much damn fun. This one is going to go on my Christmas list every year. I'm going to watch this every year. It is so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, in regards to like the synopsis for this, uh, I mean, you can kind of guess what it is just by, by the fact that it, you know, it is a slasher version of this story. Uh, but basically, one Christmas Eve in a sleepy mountain town, Cindy's family is killed and her Christmas is stolen by a bloodthirsty green grouch in a Santa suit. 20 years later, Cindy returns to the town with one goal, trapping and killing the mean one. All right. So, again, this is a parody by all intents and purposes of Dr. Seuss's beloved how the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, but of course, we have to skate the fine line between referencing the source material and infringing upon copyright laws. So in this movie, you were never going to hear them refer to the mean one as the Grinch. That being said, in my show notes, I never referred I never really referred to him as the mean one because like it's it's the Grinch for fuck's sake. Uh, we don't have to we don't we don't have to worry about that. That's more on the filmmakers than us. Uh, but you, you really already have an idea of, you know, obviously you have Cindy Lou, you have the Grinch, and, uh, you know, you have a lot of other nods to, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss in general, as well as the source material, uh, in this. Uh, but again, like, this, this really harkens back to, uh, you know, public domain IPs and, and things like that, but obviously... You know, can't really, uh, you don't want to skate too close or fly too close to the sun, really, in this case. And uh, this movie does a pretty good job at, like, finding the right amount of balance between uh, being too close to the source material, but then also, uh, you know, kind of, like, spinning it on its head. And, uh, you know, we, we do have some uh, Laurie Strode-esque, uh, you know, nods. Uh, in regards to, like, arming up and, you know, setting the traps and everything, which is absolutely fantastic when we get towards the third act of the movie. Uh, and, of course, there's a whole buttload of, like, Christmas-themed weaponry, which is going to be, like, a, a great lead into one of our later movies this month with uh, Santa Jaws, because that's another uh, big component in that story as well. But man, like, this is just one of those movies where it's like, you know, watching it, you know, there were definitely some moments where I was like, oh shit, like, <laughs> it really caught me off guard. But but I know, you know, this is a definitely low-budget indie. Uh, and, you know, there, there were times in this when, when I was watching it, I was like, man, you know, 
the light in, in this movie uh, can be fairly dark, but I, I didn't hold it against it. Like, it didn't really distract me uh, too much from just the overall, you know, enjoyment of the viewing experience. And, uh, you know, all in all, like, you know, we, we had some things that, you know, we always kind of, uh, you know, when we talk about, like, 90s slashers, you know, we, we always have, like, the cleanup montage. Uh, in this case, we had the whole training montage when uh, Cindy Lou is uh, getting ready for the final battle with the Grinch, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, man, just a, a good amount of kills. Uh, really... My my only my only gripe at the end of the day had nothing to do with how the story was structured. I I thought everything that they did actually made uh, a lot of sense in regards to like building up the final fights, uh, the way that they were trying to like lure people into the mountains. Uh, I thought was actually pretty smart. You know, you had the dark town secret and all of that. But man, the just the fact that the only time we really had any sense of nudity in this movie was a fucking dream sequence and it's like <laughs> come on man yeah we talked about it you know while we were watching it last night and we were all like Cindy Lou who should probably get nude and probably show off her boobs yeah I mean okay you know and fair enough and I think I think that's the one piece that when you look at at some of the uh, movies that we've had lately that are taking what are ultimately the most wholesome IP and trying to turn them into something that they're not. Um, uh, think of like uh, Winnie Pooh, Blood and Honey. I mean, so I think it, that does seem to be the one place where they kind of shy away because having watched this movie twice now, I'm also not convinced that there was an F word in there. I think they got close to the F word. Um, I know they used son of a bitch and some other things like that, but I think, and there's a piece of me that is just as a horror fan is a little disappointed, but then there's a piece of me that's kind of like, it feels like respect kind of a little bit like, you know, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take the Grinch and put a big pair of double D's in the screen. It just, it, it honestly doesn't make a ton of sense, but I, I would have liked it still. Um, <laughs> But then, like, to your point about the getting ready battle montage, I think that was super well balanced with earlier in the movie with, when she was with her dad and they had the big Christmas montage, the getting ready for Christmas, you know, and he had to go to every town or every store in the town to try to find, like, a Christmas decoration because nobody buys it there. I mean, the... I just... I've... The whole movie, I loved the the edging with the IP and then just backing down. I, I, I just, you know, the the... The mayor, Mrs. McBean. I mean, we talked about that last night, I think, at length. Um, just eh, every character in here was so fun. I mean, you know, her her helpful fighter guy whose uh, name was maybe pretty close to another famous person's name. I mean, they did they did such a great job with it. And but ultimately, they made it so they made it so fun that. The fact that it was a low-budget indie movie, I mean, and I, I think you and I have discussed this, I am so gravitating towards indie movies right now. The There's been a couple of really, like, big Hollywood good jams this year, and I, I'll still say again that I Saw X was a good Hollywood jam, and Exorcist, Believer, was a good Hollywood jam. Um, but there's been a bunch that have not been super great, so it's like to watch indie movies 
do things like this, it just kind of makes my heart happy where it's just like, because it's ultimately kind of a big Hollywood fuck you. And I like, I love that. I love the big Hollywood fuck yous. I mean, and you know, Terrifier has definitely done that. Um, Skinnamarink definitely did that. Uh, the Outwaters did that. There's big Hollywood fuck yous that I just love. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw the mean one on there and call it a big Hollywood fuck you too. And I just, I loved it. I cannot wait in 10 days time to go to Chicago for days of the dead and walk up to David Howard Thornton and not talk about terrifier two for a change. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. This movie was so good. It was so fun. Um, and just, it, it, it does this odd thing of get you in the Christmas spirit make you feel like a kid again because you can get through all the Dr. S stories and they, they mention a ton of them in here. There's, I mean, there's six or six or seven different stories that are Dr. S that you can go back to. Um, but it makes me happy that somebody had the balls to make a horror movie out of this. It makes me super happy. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure what to say beyond that. Just like, yeah, just do it. Go and do your thing. And you know, I can't imagine there probably are not at least one or two ongoing lawsuits about this movie, <laughs> but I hope the indie filmmakers win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in the main one, of course, the Grinch's plan to steal Christmas takes, you know, a slightly darker turn. Uh, so, you know, obviously in the original story, the Grinch is uh, caught by, you know, the young Cindy Lou uh, and, you know, the Grinch sends her back to her bed uh, but, you know, that encounter eventually helps him realize that Christmas means more than, you know, just presents and toys. It's about the love and, you know, the compassion. Uh, you know, even in the mean one, uh, we see Cindy Lou gifting the Grinch a necklace as a token of friendship. And that is a very key component in the final act of the movie during the final battle when Cindy Lou basically has the Grinch on his back and is ready to kill him. Uh, you know, you have that moment of uh, humanity from the monster. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit later, though. Uh, so, you know, we open up in, you know, Sidney Lou's house. You know, the Grinch is, uh, you know, around the Christmas tree. And then we see her mom surprising the Grinch and attacking him. No, honestly, like... The the reaction that you're expected, you know, hey, like there's there's a monster inside my living room. Uh, can't really blame her for trying to attack him, you know, in this case. Uh, so amidst that struggle, you know, the Grinch does kill uh, the mom. And, you know, shocked by, you know, the gruesome murder, because Cindy Lou was also present at the time. Uh, she ends up calling the Grinch a monster. Which, of course, fills his heart with so much rage that, uh, you know, just sends him on... Uh, basically just Warpath, you know, breaking his sanity, uh, outright then and there. So that's, that's basically how we open. Uh, and then, you know, we fast forward 20 years, uh, and well, after the kill. I have, yep. I have one quick point that I have to make, and it's one of the things that I'm not going to say I didn't like about the movie, but I didn't exactly get was that. For the mean one, it seemed like he was doing Santa's duties, right? He yes. was just doing that. I just didn't realize that Santa is so busy that he had to subcontract to the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get that exactly. Mm. Um, 
And I get that he sort of killed the mom by accident, but he but he he hovers over the the dead mom's body for a second, like, and this is just me. What I took away from the visual, like she might have been his side action, you know. So it's like what like because he seemed super sad and super like, oh, I killed her by accident, and then we have Cindy Lou who go monster, and then to your point, we have our awesome narrator and. The, Let's not forget for a second the narrator in this movie. <laughs> and I don't know who it was, but um, the I, lines... I do have a name. It's uh, Christopher Sanders. Okay, so Christopher Sanders, as a narrator, you were fantastic. Um, and trying to frame up murder and all these different scenes and being sarcastic and then also rhyming at the same time. Oh, God. It was... I mean, and I get it. I get it is supposed to be the, the Grinch, but... It was so good. Yeah, and then hopping to, to your point to the 20 years later, and she's just in the car with her dad and trying to, like... And, I mean, I get the I get the idea that she's maybe been in the ha-ha Hilton for a while um, after all this, um, but it's... I mean, it just starts out, and it's so happy and so Christmassy, and then, like, they get pulled over by the cop, and he was like, well, he was cute. You know, and it's just like, damn. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all things that you can see happening, you know, just in, in the general family dynamic, you can see it. So it's like, it was just, again, one more scene that was so fun that it was just like, oh, it just, it makes you uncomfortable, but happy at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, a lot of this revolves around the holidays, as it should. Uh, so, you know, the holidays are upon us again. Cindy returns back to uh, Newville, not Whoville, for yes. copyright reasons, uh, yes. alongside her father to help her uh, really overcome her PTSD. Uh, so, really, this is an opportunity for her to accept that uh, trauma has led her to imagine a monster the night that her mother was killed. Uh, so, of course... Uh, you know, dad tries to hook her up with, you know, the the, the deputy because, you know, he's on, on the younger side. And, uh, you know, it's not long before the two of them start to decorate their house, uh, which, you know, unknowingly is a terrible idea, just in the sense that it does kind of like beckon the mean one uh, back to the town in this case. And, uh, of course, because of that, Cindy's father ends up being the next victim of the mean mm -hmm. one who gets uh, basically stabbed through the back of the eye uh, with a tree topper, which uh, is yeah. a a one of a number of different Christmas themed kills in this movie. Oh, they! I don't think they really spare any single Christmas ornament or Christmas implement or Christmas themed even popcorn string in this movie. Everybody dies with. I mean. Getting getting into the the battle montage where she's got a twelve gauge shotgun wrapped like a candy cane. <laughs> I mean, and then at, at some point she's also got a pistol wrapped like a candy cane. I mean, it. But again, it's another one of those things where when you're going to take this IP and you're going to effectively turn it on its ear, they really don't spare any expense and they don't miss a single detail, and it's it's just awesome. Yep, and of course, uh, because of the initial Christmas killings. Uh, that really led Newville to be, uh, you know, a little bit weary of the holiday. Uh, even the town's mayor and the sheriff are working together to uh, 
basically appease the monster that lives up in the mountains. Uh, so, uh, what we have here is we have, you know, the Grinch looking to kill anyone not trying to keep that Christmas spirit alive, uh, in the, the town. And, you know, it's, it's fairly quiet outside of, uh, just a wave of strange deaths and disappearances over the years. And, of course, all of that is happening during Christmas time. Uh, so, you know, we have attempts by, uh, the town sheriff, uh, to basically keep the Grinch at bay, uh, and, you know, initially it started as, alright, let's, let's feed it, right? So, we're going to bring in livestock, uh, we're gonna dress it up in Santa costumes. <laughs> 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 Which, cause that will attract him, you know, right? So, it's like, uh, so th that's how it started, uh, but then, you know, we... They took it, you know, another step further uh, to protect the town, you know, you know, based off the sher sheriff's words here. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, we're putting a band on all things Christmas. So no decorations, uh, no Christmas carols, you know, can't have, you know, any Christmas food out. Uh, you know, we, we don't want any Newville resident to attract, you know, the mean one's attention. And, you know, that, that worked for a, a, a little bit of time, really. Uh, but then we also had uh, an incident with the wife of uh, Dr. Zeus, uh, who was on her way to the post office uh, to basically drop off some Christmas gifts uh, to some out-of-towners. And, of course, what happens, you know, uh, you know, the mean one ends up killing her. And that is essentially the moment that the monster had uh, a taste for human flesh. Uh, which, you know, made the sheriff, you know, counteract and take even more extreme measures at that point in time. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just one of those scenes where it's like, okay, the just the idea of, like, dressing up, like, the cattle <laughs> as, like, Santa was, like, <laughs> such a ludicrous idea in the first place. But, like... Uh, it just makes me smile, man. It's just one of those things where it's, like, not something that you would expect. Like, obviously, like, just, you know, trying to feed it, like, you know, animals in the first place makes a, a lot of sense. But just the fact that it's like, oh, well, you know, all things Christmas will attract the monster just puts it over the top for me. Well, that's kind of the, the how do I phrase this properly? Like, the small small town mentality, right? Yeah. Where we know that we have this monster. We don't want to tell anybody because it's going to fuck up our town. So we're going to do the best that we can do to appease it in our own way. And yeah, just the, <laughs> I mean, like the Santa sheep and all that stuff. It's just like, oh, like, come on, <laughs> like, fucking really? But I mean, but it makes, that's another piece of what makes this movie so much damn fun. I mean, you can't, in the end of it, you can't get away from how fun this movie is. With the characters, with the one, the sheriff's deputy slash, I think he was just a deputy, but maybe he was the detective guy. And he talks about, I mean, like he brings her matzo ball soup and does all these things. And he's, he's, he's very clearly Jewish. And he's like, this is a perfect town for me. And it's like, I mean, they don't, they don't like pull any punches on trying to be ironic, but funny at the same time. I mean, and it's just like, even the spot where he's like, he's like, the, the one guy said it, it was funny, but not like, ha ha, you know, I mean, so they just they take all these things and they're just like, they're like, fuck it, we're going to do it. 
And if you don't like it, well, then, hey, too bad. But I'm sorry. I was here for it the whole way. It was so good. Yep. So uh, after, you know, the Grinch has his uh, thirst for human blood. All right. We're like, all right, we're back to the draw board. So, you know, Mayor McBean uh, comes up with her grand idea, uh, and it's to drive traffic or specifically, you know, tourism uh, into Newville. Uh, so basically, the whole the whole idea was okay. We're gonna set up a tourism uh, website for the town. We're gonna invite mm-hmm. visitors to come in and trek up the mountains, uh, basically to lure them towards the mean one to feed on. <laughs> and great strategy, I'll be honest. Uh, absolutely fantastic. That that strategy was working for uh, basically the eleven years leading up to uh, Cindy Lou actually returning. To the town, but of course, you know you have the sheriff, you have the mayor, who are both doing everything in their power uh, to you know keep that dark secret you know locked away. Uh, and of course, you know when Sydney Lou is back in town, you know they deny the fact that there's a monster because like obviously that's what you're going to do. Uh, you know Sydney Lou has uh, you know spent her time in the Haha Hilton, as you had put it. Uh, so we know she's batshit crazy. She's suffering from hysteria. She has PTSD. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, we, we had a tourist, uh, couple that were basically attacked, uh, but the one chick lost her glasses, couldn't really see anything, so you can't take her word for mm-hmm. it. Uh, even though, like, Sydney Luce, like, 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 trying to, like, get the truth out of her, like, tell me you saw it, like, you had to see something. Nope. Get her the fuck out of here. Like, you didn't see anything. Like, there's there's still no proof. Uh, but... yeah, like, it was green Bigfoot. How did you miss it? Yeah. I love it. And it, th- I, I think the the one aspect of, like, the whole, like, uh, like, mean one sightings that I, I really, like, laugh even more at is just the fact that, you know, initially when the cops are talking to Cindy Lou, when, after the initial murder of her mom... You know, she, she like, did, like, the coloring of uh, the attacker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty, pretty spot on. But, like, even later on, like, fast forward to, you know, the current timeline. And, you know, even Dr. Zeus, you know, who's been keeping a, an eye on dates, had his, had his own sketch. And it's like, man, like, we've, uh, we've actually come a little bit away. So, like, we can see the progression. Uh, but it just, it made me laugh so hard because it's like... The cop pulled out, like, the green ski mask, and the, the only thing I'm thinking of is fucking gremlins <laughs> with, mm-hmm. with the robbers. Yeah. It's like, who knows? Maybe, maybe this is in the same universe at this point in time, but, but I, I just love the fact that, you know, you you have uh, Doc Zeus, who isn't really, like, played off as, like, the, the nut in this case, because, like, Cindy Lou is kind of, like, already... Uh, you know, portraying that in some sense, at least to, like, the other townsfolk. Uh, but Doc Seuss was more just the, the town alcoholic. So, like, everyone oh. would just take his word with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah, no, he comes off as the town drunk, but then, like, he does have that, you know, he does have that sketch. Um, he does meet the one sheriff's deputy, and he, the one sheriff's deputy sort of, like, punches him and kind of roughs him up and whatever else. But then when Cindy meets him, the the... The first thing that they do is go to the town bar and try to get some drinks and try to get some food. And the whole time, the waitress behind the counter is trying to shout out an order for, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the thing that you can't say. Um, 
and she does it like three times. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And she's like, she's like, last call for. And it's like, nope, nope, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it. But then they're like at the bar and they're just like, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. And then when Dr. Zeus uh, like goes out to his car and I just love this. He, like he just goes out to his car and he sits down and he's like, he knows he's wasted and he's going to try to like haul home and he's going to, and then the, the lights come up behind him and he's just like, ah, shit, you know? <laughs> and the, the sheriff walks up and he's like, how you doing? He's like, how you doing? Like, yeah. It's like, I'm just trying to save this town from all. And he just like, he kind of goes into his little diatribe. It was just so good. And then, he ends up in the clink and the sheriff's like, come on, you're over twice the limit. You do this. And he's like, I'm not letting you in anywhere near a pile of guns and a whole bunch of bullets until you sober up. And it's like, okay, so this guy's got some obvious, you know, issues. And it's like, you're going to wait till he sobers up to give him his pile of guns and his bullets back. Okay. Good plan, man. Good <laughs> fucking plan. <laughs> the, the part that really made me laugh about that whole scene though, is just the fact that, you know, you, you peer inside uh, the cell that Zeus is held in. And there's just like a phone on the wall. <laughs> I'm just like, well, that's small. That's small town though. I mean, that's, and that's back when you just, you'd have a phone, you, you would have a toilet, a bed and a phone and you're, I mean, and I, you know, going, oh, how do I even phrase this? So it makes sense. Back to my younger days of, of doing things. That was not strange. Like you'd, there'd be a phone and you could just call, you know, and it, you still had to have the, I think the little lock thing, undone but i mean still but that you know back in the day sure why not you know but it's 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 kind of what makes it funny though too like because if you're having a good day yeah you're going to be calling up an ex and being like yo i'm in the can and get me out if you're having a bad day you're going to use that cord to hang yourself so i mean whatever i mean you're just kind of covering all the bases <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we okay there there's also um the, the moment that the kill count in this movie really ramps up Oh, uh, is when they get to. Uh, I'm trying to remember like what place. I don't. It wasn't Hortons because that was the bar. They were they were at like some restaurant. But basically, you had this uh, this group of uh, you know adults basically who were on their way to a Santa convention because why not? <laughs> uh, and they make a pit stop, and uh, of course it's you know it's late at night. The kitchen is closed. Uh, so basically, like, the, the only thing that they could be served is alcohol, which, of course, they are uh, more than okay with, because, you know, it was a, basically a party bus uh, at this point in time. You have uh, the driver who was basically standing behind because he's too busy uh, on his left. phone, you know, on, on Tinder, basically, <laughs> which, you know, I you honestly can't really have that many matches. It's a small fucking town, for God's sake, because it's Newville. Well, and that and that guy was a party bus driver and he was about 85. So it's like, yeah, yeah I, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, no. he only got the one match. So, yeah. <laughs> <At least. laughs> uh, so, so there's that. Uh, but anyways, like, of course, you know, you have all these people who are dressed, you know, at, you know, you have the Santas, you have Santa's little helpers. You have the one guy in the, uh, inflatable, like Christmas tree outfit. <laughs> and there's oh. just this, this whole like attack montage with, you know, the Grinch and, you know, this this group, you have the waitress who uh, is kind of like at the center uh, of all of this. And this is like really when things start to ramp up, at least in regards to uh, the kills. You know, we have 
<laughs> someone getting stabbed in the neck with an icicle. Uh, someone's eyes getting smashed against the jukebox. Uh, someone gets stabbed with like a, a memo holder. Uh, yeah, the order the order holder from like the, <laughs> you put the orders down. Yep, yep. Yep, oh, yeah. you, you have some uh, some uh, neck breaking, uh, some stabbing with like a large candy cane, uh, also like some crushing on top of that as well. Uh, so oh, he does uh, a little dance there. Yeah. He does a little foot a little foot dance on top of the crushed skull. That was great. Yeah, it was great. I, I I really appreciate the fact that like regardless of what Grinch property we're talking about here, whether it's the source material or even like the, the Jim Carrey uh, version, they do the, the look of the actual monster. This one is more akin to, uh, you know, the later interpretations of the Grinch, but they really hone in a lot in regards to like the mannerisms of the character itself, which is really what helps bring everything to life. You know, you have like the slow, uh, like, fingernail crawl <laughs> or fingertip oh, crawl, yes, which is the, absolutely fantastic <laughs> yeah when he's up against the i think that was the 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 guy at the restaurant who he called to bitch about getting he wanted bell peppers in the box and what he got was jingle bells um <laughs> and then in the end of that one his head ended up in the box and then the UPS guy just comes in and goes, eh, whatever, tapes it up and just takes the box. <laughs> and that comes in later, which is almost just as funny. Yeah, you know, I was I was like, there has to be a singer on this because it's like we can't just like leave this open ended because uh, that would just be, you know, a continuity error uh, at that point in time. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of kills in the restaurant scene in particular. Uh, but th- like, I, I know Santa conventions are, like, an actual thing. I just think it was funny, though, that, like, I don't know if it was, like, being held in Newville, because it was, like, kind of in between the period of, you know, them banning Christmas altogether. So they were, they might have just been, like, on their way through uh, in, in this case. But, you know, just, you know, well, yeah, like, it was a for a couple it was of a, uh, extra. It was a, yeah, it was a party bus. It was a party bus, and they were just stopping for a cocktail, and they just... I don't think they happened to know that they were stopping in the town that it had effectively banned Christmas. Mm-hmm. So if, if you, if you don't do your research, you kind of get what you get. Yep. Yep. They were uh, <laughs> definitely out of place and it uh, turns out they didn't get their last meal. In this case, it was their last drink. Uh, well, as long as you got the last drink, that's really all that matters, man. You just, as long as you can go out with a little bit of a buzz, then it's <laughs> probably okay. Yeah, especially they, when, when, when you dress as a human Christmas tree. The one guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I'll tell you what. It made me want to go to a Santa convention. Like it's like second place to a horror convention. Now is <laughs> I want to go to a Santa convention because if I look around at that room there, I, I I'd spend some time with some people in that room. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Absolutely. So uh, after this, as you would come to expect, we do get to the point where Cindy Lou just. It's tired of running away, you know. She gets to that point where, uh, you know, she comes up with the plan. I'm going to hunt the mean one her- by herself, basically. Uh, but also with the help of, uh, you know, Doc Zeus in this case as well, uh, who comes in with, you know, a sniper of all things. <laughs> uh, so this is when we have the fucking train montage, which was honestly like... the so good you know we we have her doing a lot of like boxing doing her push-ups we see her making a lot of uh 
the traps that she sets up throughout the house. She's crafting a lot of Christmas-themed weaponry. Uh, so, you know, as you mentioned, you had, like, the candy cane-wrapped shotgun. You had the candy cane-wrapped pistol. Uh, you had the Christmas tree, which was basically rigged to explode. You had ornaments that were filled with kerosene uh, to be used as, like, hand grenades. <laughs> Oh, this was awesome. It was like the the shooting bear trap sports bra montage. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, and it's everything that I hoped it would be. I, I would hope that if I get to watch this from afar, she's learning to shoot. She's learning to build traps. And then in a lot of this, she's just doing pull-ups in a sports bra. Because, I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. Like I, like I said, she couldn't give it to us earlier, so this was kind of like second place. This is not boobs. But it's, you know what, a, a good-looking lady who is sweating a little bit and just, you know, keep it in shape for daddy. So I like it. Yep, gotta, gotta be in peak physical shape for uh, the battle that is to come. And, of course, all of the decorations <laughs> are used to lure uh, the Grinch to the house uh, where, you know, we have dr zeus outside uh as a backup to you know help dispose of the monster uh and you know the final battle i i, I would say ho holds up pretty well you know all three of them oh, yeah. do suffer uh pretty heavy wounds uh in this mm -hmm. uh but again we we have that moment when cindy manages to pin the grinch down to the ground uh she grabs a knife uh, which was hidden inside uh, one of the uh, gift wrappings. Mm -hmm. And she's just about ready to stab the Grinch uh, to basically end his reign of terror once and for all. Uh, but that's when she notices that, you know, the Grinch is still wearing that uh, friendship necklace that she had gifted him 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's at that moment when Cindy decides to uh, forgive him. Because really, you know, the Grinch in this is a victim of circumstance, uh, much like Cindy Lou is in all of this as well. And, you know, you have that act of kindness, which uh, leads into the Grinch having a change of heart, uh, which ties directly into, you know, the, the the original story with the heart growing, you know, three times its size. Uh, but in this case, of course, it causes his heart to... Uh, explode <laughs> and it kills him <laughs> and it's just like of course because like you 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 had you had to tie that in because like you know in the original story you know his heart is a lot smaller than you know a traditional one and you know if we're if we're talking about like obviously like uh just health in general you know your heart just suddenly growing three times its size yeah not not uh, uh not great and you know cardiac arrest is definitely uh, a lot of people's downfalls, uh, just, you know, in regular life in this case. But uh, in this story, it just made so much sense as opposed to just outright, you know, just killing him or just like stabbing him in this case. So I I'm glad that they they had the call back to when Cindy Lou was younger with with the necklace, because you really needed that moment of humanity to really tie the two together. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think you figure out that the original, like Cindy's mom's death was an accident. Mm. That's the whole thing. It had nothing to do with any malice and whatever else. And it goes back to Santa Claus's duties being subcontracted by the creature from Black Lagoon. That's just what was happening, you know? So he was just kind of helping out. Maybe 
or or even maybe maybe he was just the town santa then that, that's just how it was but it was all an accident um but yeah just the when when she's ready to stab him and she pulls that little charm out and she's looking at it and she's like you've kept it all these years and he just kind of shakes his head like yeah yeah and then she just and, and you're right that that moment of empathy really was i think the topper to this because once you know that everything was an accident um, and that it was her calling him a monster that like drove him, you know, to his, we'll call it his 20 year killing spree and, you know, eating the hikers and eating the, <laughs> the Santa Claus dressed sheep, the town fed him. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, but it, it kind of all makes sense because it's like, it, as you're, a character in anything, call it even like your own life and all you want to do is good and somebody, something happens and you're called out and, you know, things go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, I, it was great to see, to see after everything that he'd done and, you know, as comedic as he was, as funny as he was, as creative as he was and, and doing all the killing that he was doing, he gets a little bit of redemption and we get a little bit of understanding. Um, and I also think that it was, in a sense, maybe her redemption, too, where she got to take back what she said originally, you know, that maybe you're not an actual monster. Maybe you're just you're a victim of circumstance. And so was I. And so we can just kind of call the slate good and just walk away. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we do need to talk about how the mayor gets disposed of, uh, you know, before the final battle. Uh, so, you know, you had a moment when the mayor is basically trying to uh, flee the town, uh, basically just save her own ass. And, you know, obviously there's like a lot of tension between uh, Mayor McBean and the sheriff because you know she's on a campaign trail. Uh, you know, if Ford gets out, it's going to look bad on her. And uh, if she's going down, she's going to take the sheriff down with her, as you would come to expect. Uh, but, you know, she, uh, you know, as you would come to expect, runs into, you know, a little bit of car issues along the way out of town. And, you know, just so happens some Christmas music is playing on the radio, which, attack, of course, attracts the, uh, the mean one's attention. Uh, and, you know, she ends up... Uh, Initially having like part of her cheek ripped off because uh, the Grinch does like to use his claws quite a bit in this movie. Uh, and, you know, we, we have the moment when he opens the trunk, puts her head, you know, kind of like on the on the ledge of it and just repeatedly bashes her her head in basically with with the car <laughs> trunk decapitated her in the process, which was uh, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, it was so satisfying because I. She was one of those characters that from the moment you meet her in a movie, you just want her to die. Mm -hmm. And it's that's a good thing to pull off, giving me a character that I just can't wait to see their demise. That's that's pretty good. It's really pretty good. And that was uh, Amy Schumacher, who uh, is mostly known for her comedy. Mm, Not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's known for... uh... You know, being the naggy, uh, you know, mayor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Remember, don't lose your head. Mayor. Yep. Yeah. Well, she did. Oh, and all the way. And she had it fucking coming. So <laughs> I was it. It's 
it's funny when you watch a horror movie and you see people get murdered in a horror movie and you always, I mean, depending on who they are, um, you always feel a little conflicted with her, not conflicted (laughs) at all. (laughs) Like, bye bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Time to go. Yeah. In regards to like subplots of the movie too, obviously, you know, with the sheriff trying to, uh, you know, cover everything up, you know, the deputy is really the one who is going out of his way to, you know, look into things. You know, he's the one to, you know, first trek into the mountains, you know, outside of Cindy Lou, because, you know, he actually believes what she's saying. Doesn't think that, uh, you know, she's crazy. Uh, but again, also, you know, the lane said the guy will go to, you know, right? <laughs> as, as we were talking about uh, during Twisted Tuesday. You know, got got to make a good first impression on Cindy Lou, uh, you know, in this case. But we also have the Sheriff Redemption arc of this story. When, you, you know, the the drunk Doc Zeus is basically like guilt tripping him, uh, saying like, if that boy goes up there and dies, that blood's going to be on your hands. Well, but the the cops in this whole movie are are a weird kind of dichotomy, right? Because you have the sheriff who's like trying to con trying to contain the town secret, and then you have his deputy who has got the biggest fucking shovel and is trying to dig it up, and he's like he's going through the wallets, he's going through the missing people posters, he's doing all those things. Um, <clears throat> I still like it in the beginning of the movie when they introduce him and he's like, you know, and I'm deputy. Tenenbaum, and this is the perfect town for me. You know, it's like, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. It, it going away from all the th- current things in the world that are happening because I don't even want to talk about that. Sometimes shit is just funny. That was funny. That was really fucking funny. Um, but then watching these two, these two cops sort of work at at different ends of the whole thing, but it, but ultimately they don't know that they're working towards the same thing. I mean, it's. Another one of those one of those movie things where it's like, yeah, you've got you've got conflicting characters. You've got the sheriff who's kind of like this damn deputy and the deputy who's kind of like this damn sheriff. But ultimately, they're working towards the same end. And it's like, uh, you know, and the sheriff, I mean, you can see him, you know, trying to play the game with with the mayor the whole time. But you could also kind of also see the good in him, too. Mm-hmm. Like even as, especially when he when he arrests um, Dr. Zeus. And he's like, you know, there's no, no one's getting slammed to the ground or anything like that. And he's like, come on, we're going to the clink. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, and he just kind of, but there's no, it's, but that just feels like very small town America and almost like what you do. You just put the town drunk in the clink and let them dry out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, I mean, it's, and for all the characters in this movie, I mean, there's really nobody that you hate other than the mayor. The mayor is, I mean, I, I don't even hate the mean one. You know, I, I honestly don't. It's like the mayor, I totally fucking hated. The mean one, it was like, the, the more you learn about him and the more you see, it's like the more it kind of makes sense, you know, and like why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, I, I did also get a good laugh when uh, Cindy Lou was like hanging up all of the have you seen him posters uh, in regards to uh, the monster in this case. And then you have, you know, the the mayor walking through the town uh, basically, like, hair them all down, even though, like, she has literally armfuls of, like, you know, political posters to hang up for her re-election. So it's like, why wouldn't you just put it over the top? You know, like, it's not like you don't have the shit on hand already at this point in time. 
you're gonna have to hate him up anyways. Uh, but I digress. That was just one of those scenes where it was like the smallest scene that would have made a lot of sense. But you know, I I really liked just the the description that Cindy Lou had uh, on the on the poster though. <laughs> oh, big green furry! Have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> So good. Uh, but there, there was also, um, you know, in regards to like the missing persons, uh, one of the things that was like, a, you, you know, blinking, you you might miss it. Uh, there was a cat in a hat reference on one of the posters because there was a cat missing. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the oh, fucking name of I it didn't was. catch that. I didn't catch that. OK, shit. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what name the cat actually had in this, but the cat was wearing like a Christmas hat. Uh, you know, on on the poster really? in itself. Okay. So that was a, that was one of the other uh, Doctor, you know, Seuss nods uh, throughout. Okay, this. yeah, because I saw other Cat in the Hat. I saw Horton Here's a Who. Mm-hmm. Green Eggs and Ham was all over this, and then obviously the Grinch who stole Christmas. I mean, so there's so many references, but still, I love the fact that somebody had the balls to take this IP and so eloquently tiptoe around it. It's, it's I don't know. I just. I love when people do that because they understand that they have a good story to tell, even though it might be sort of trapped in somebody else's IP world. And then they just do it anyway. And it gets out and we get to see it because it was, it was really fucking fun, man. It was really fun. I, I, I haven't had, I haven't had this good a laugh or this good a time with a movie in quite a while. Um, and if you if you watch this and you don't just enjoy it for what it is, there's just something wrong with you. It really is. Yeah, d- definitely uh, a turn your brain off movie. Uh, but again, like when when it comes to entertainment in cinema, really, like this is the perfect movie to just cr- crack open a cold one <laughs> with your friends and just have a good time. <laughs> Like, that is this movie in an absolute nutshell. Um, so, you know, after, uh, you know, the Grinch's heart grows and he 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 dies, uh, you know, of course, the follow-up to that is, you know, we have Deputy Burke, uh, who gets r- rid of the body, uh, you know, still trying to, you know, kind of, like, bury the truth of, you know, what had actually happened in Newville. Uh, and... What ends up happening is we have the uh, images that Cindy Lou had captured uh, while trying to find the monster. All of that stuff went viral online, uh, which led to thousands of people on the Internet to speculate whether or not the monster was actually real. Uh, so Nouvelle basically becomes, uh, you know, this town with its own Bigfoot and uh, comes a, a busy tourist attraction. And, uh, you know, business is really starting to boom again. Newville is once again uh, starting to celebrate Christmas because they don't have anything to worry about. Or do they? Because, Until of course, you know, <laughs> there's always next year. Uh, but we, we do kind of like have that uh, scener towards uh, mid-credit uh, in regards to, uh, you know, a, pa- a package opening. Uh, which we can only assume had the the separate head from earlier in the movie that uh, was in the uh, UPS box. Well, yeah, exactly. But that, but I mean, okay. So, getting to the end of this, I think this is something that I love. We a lot of the movie was a big Hollywood fuck you. Mm-hmm. The end of this movie was a social media fuck you, yep. and 
I love that. I because there are so many people in the world that are so just dippy and shitty and taking an idea that somebody else had and turning it into a funny thing. Um and if you're honest, this whole movie was that. Okay? So the at the end of the movie is almost them making fun of themselves. Um so I love that part of it too. But then the, the the social media piece of it goes deeper where you have people that are basically fucking idiots and have no talent, have no time, and can just be pretty on a screen and just be like, and so if somebody sees this monster, you tell me because I will be there. And it's like, oh my God, just fucking shoot me and then yourself <laughs> and then anybody else because... But no, the stinger was fucking beautiful, and the box, and then the scream was just like, you know, and that was right after the until next year, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I mean, I'll be honest. I hope this gets a part two. I will personally put money from my <laughs> wallet into whatever, so we get a part two. If we get the mean one part two or the mean two or what whatever they decide to call it, I am there all day for it because this was. It, it's kind of like you said, and. Uh, there's a lot of horror, and we don't want to admit this ever. We don't want to admit this with a lot of horror. We love horror because it fills our souls, and good reasons, bad reasons, whatever. Okay? But a lot of horror is turn your brain off. It just is. Because we know that in the real world, if a slasher were to come to our town, there'd be 700 people calling 911 and they'd gun the fucker down in the street, and that would just be it. That doesn't make for a good movie. It's not a lot of fun, okay? It just isn't. Um, so this movie is perfect for this. Just just tune out the world and just enjoy the ride. I mean, and this, coming from my Halloween hangover, was the perfect hair of the dog that bit me. It honestly was. It was fucking perfect. Um, gets me in the Christmas spirit. Keeps people dying like I'd prefer most people would. Um, and just gets you into a special place where it's like it's the greatest transition from Halloween to Christmas Uh, like I said this is going to go on my list and this is going to be my November 1st to 7th just perfect like here we go and then I can start turning on things like Santa Shark and Anna and the Apocalypse and just get into the spirit all over again yeah, and it's important to note, too, uh, we actually do have a holiday slasher hidden theaters this week. Oh, yes. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Well, or are you I, talking A Wonderful Knife? It's A Wonderful Which Knife. Which one? It's A Wonderful Knife. Okay. Yeah, if I, I, I have not been able to get an early enough uh, screening time. The screen times have been like 8 o'clock, and mm. I'm old. That's too late for me. Um I was hoping they'd do like a 4.30 because that's like, you know, I can have my soup and then go to bed because I'm old. Um, uh, but I will probably over the weekend, I'll, I'll I'll find some time for it and get into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah we have that planning on seeing it on Friday. But yeah, we have basically back to back weeks of uh, different holiday slashers, which uh, when the fuck is the last time we had that happen uh, in theaters? I honestly can't even think of anything. Uh, never. <laughs> yeah, I don't I never can't, can't remember a single time. Well, Hollywood is Hollywood is desperate right now, but I think they're also starting to learn a thing or two. Um, and it, as flat as I think this year has been for horror, I think 
they're starting to get the vibe of content, content, content. Mm-hmm. Um, with Saw, with well, going, going, going even back from that, uh, the Pope's Exorcist, the Nun Two, Saw, The Exorcist. Now we have It's a Wonderful Knife. Now we'll have Thanksgiving. Um, uh, horror, whether they want to admit it or not, horror is might not be what keeps or might not be what drives the box office. Cause I mean, if you have like the Barbenheimer thing and that bullshit, whatever else, but I think horror is a good piece of what keeps the box office machine cranking. And, um, you know, if, if you took all the movies, all the horror movies from this year and you put them up against the big, the big, huge box office movies where like all the dipshits went and went, went to see them. Um, I, I, I think you'd probably have a run for your money there. Um, so I, it's it's still good to see. I mean, I know that we're getting in, into December, we're going to get next to nothing, and that's okay because we're all kind of busy anyway, and we still have Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Black Christmas, the uh, original and remake. There's there's lots of stuff to do there, so I, that piece of it I sort of get. But it's nice to see that coming into, and especially like what's going to be a big holiday weekend, that we have some things to go see if we all choose to walk away from the turkey dinner and we've had enough of family and it's either I go and watch somebody be murdered on screen or I murder some family members. We can pick one. And <laughs> that was choose for me. your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Grandma's still talking. Do I kill her or do I go to the movies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like one of the other things I was laughing at when I was uh, doing research on this, because like I made so many comparisons to, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which honestly I still need to watch. And, you know, I was looking at, uh, you know, the, the Rotten Tomatoes because I was like, okay, like, what what of this pulled with the critics? Because I knew it was going to be abysmal. And I'm like, okay, what's the audience score? Because I wanted to see, like, how the two would, like, compare side by side. Uh, and, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was, like, 3% for uh, critic and 50% audience score. Uh, which, you know, that's fairly respectable, but I laughed so hard when I looked at, uh, the Blood and Honey director, because I was like, wait a minute, I looked at the list, and it had The Killing Tree on there, which was one of the holiday (laughs) movies that we reviewed last year, and I saw that, and I was like, hold the fucking phone, I need to go watch Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, like... Today, at some point. I'll probably do it after we, we get off the call here. But I just saw I that. I was like, wow. wait, what? <laughs> so now I'm I didn't like, put that together. That. <laughs> and that the one is the one is a remarkable step up from the other. So well, and the other one's already been greenlit for a sequel, too. There's going to be a Blood to Honey, too. So, I mean, and maybe what that tells you is that people are finally. Despite the fact that we have social media and we have access to everything every number every metric every people are start maybe people are starting to think for themselves again and um i would say for the movie we talked about tonight the mean one this is one of those things where you just need to think for yourself Mm -hmm. and if if you don't enjoy it i'm fine with that that's fine but but at the same time it's like this movie is so much fucking fun and it is literally like the antithesis of everything that you know about the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's what makes it so fucking special. I, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. Um, but yeah, people just take a deep breath and don't listen to critics because I don't think, 
I mean, I've, I've been listening to critics for 40 plus years and what they say about movies. And what I've come to find out is that I almost always disagree. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, critics, if, if, if you're paid to review movies, that's how you buy your milk and your bread and your butter. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do this shit for free because I like it. So eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but on the note of uh, just, you know, Easter eggs and just references to, uh, you know, the original story, uh, you know, the mean one still lives in the snowy mountains to the north of the town, uh, really identical in regards to, like, the jagged peaks that we see. Uh, oh, his mountain, his mountain is, a to- is a total ripoff. <laughs> oh, I love that about it, that the mountain is a total ripoff. It just yeah. has that, it's the jag, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we already mentioned uh, Horton's bar being a direct reference to, of course, the elephant uh, Horton from Horton Hears the Who. Uh, I, I think for me, though, you know, my my favorite piece uh, that was a direct correlation uh, was Cindy Lou wondering, like, what had turned the monster into, like, you know, the vicious killer that he is and was asking herself, you know, is this head not screwed right or you know maybe his shoes are too tight and that's exactly how dr <laughs> seuss came up with uh, the explanation to like why the grinch was such a a grump you know exactly book, exactly <laughs> well no the whole movie even the narrator the narrator and his 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 sarcasm but his rhyming mm-hmm. you know i mean and it's like uh, what did he say it's like Maybe she had not lost her mind, but she had certainly misplaced it. For the, and it was just like, oh my god! It, it, it just it was, I don't know. Taking taking advantage of the IP like that, but then at the same time making it your own thing. I mean, it just was. The whole thing is to not be to not be sued into fucking oblivion was just a, a miracle in and of itself. It honestly was, but it was so well done because I think we talked. I I think I saw. I don't I don't have my fucking notes here, but I think I saw at least seven references to Dr. Seuss things. And um I mean if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, mm-hmm. fucking own it. Right. And they absolutely did. Yep. This is not like a one foot in, one foot out situation. Like you need to like fully no. get in there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they did. It was your left foot in, your left foot out, and you put your left foot in, and then somebody cuts the son of a bitch off and shoves it up your ass. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure why you're shaking your head at me, but you you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, definitely go check it out. It is available uh to rent. And basically all the places. I don't think it's like streaming outright on any of the uh, platforms. So this is a rental or digital buy, or you can buy it on Blu-ray because it came out, you know, earlier in October. Uh, But yeah, definitely a very pleasant surprise. (laughs) Because like I was, (laughs) I was fully expecting going into Twisted Tuesday to have a few drinks beforehand and just absolutely rip this movie apart. And I... Nope, no part of me, no fiber of my being wanted to do that at all. Nope. I just had too not much fucking enough. fun with this movie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, not even a little. This is this is one of those rare ones where you see it and you're just like, I see what you were trying to do. You did it really well. I'm still surprised that somebody didn't get sued or didn't end up in prison over this over the IP. Um 
but that just tells me that people sat down and they thought about this and they played it out really, really well. Um, and on top of everything else, it is so much fucking fun. If if you don't watch this and laugh, like, I mean, and laugh between the Christmas montage, the battle montage, the bar scene. I mean, it, it, there's so much that is so fun. Just the 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 imagery, the imagery of the mountain is fucking it's just fucking great. The cave with just all the bones and all the all the people and like the pile full of wallets and that the one deputy takes. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's magically fun. It really is. And it's, I mean, ultimately we talked about this before, either you enjoyed a movie or you didn't, you were either entertained or you weren't. Um, and yeah, is this thing going to win any Academy Awards? Well, fuck no, it's not going to, but who gives a shit? Because I was laughing the whole time. And even when people were being murdered, I was laughing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like the best horror movie ever. If, if if you want to talk in terms of something that I don't want to be, I'm not looking to be scared or creeped out. I just want to have some fun and I want to watch some people be murdered as wholesomely as they possibly could be. This is that movie. It's great. It's honestly great. Yep. It's outrageous. Uh, definitely moments of, you know, full camp in this. I would also oh, just really aware of the source material too, which is, uh, you know, obviously another huge part of it. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check it out. You know, have have some holiday dog, pour some whiskey. You know, throw on the mean one, have a good time. Uh, go wrap your shotguns and pistols in, you know, candy cane wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever you gotta do. You know. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a pleasant surprise. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm glad it finally was available to watch because that was really my biggest concern. Like I did not want the mean one to be one of those movies that got like a really quiet release and that never really saw the light of day after the fact. So just the fact that we got the distribution, uh, you know, onto streaming platforms or, you know, even get into physical release as well on top of that in early October, uh, I'm I'm so glad we had that because for the longest time I was like, man, I haven't heard anything. There's been no updates. There's no information out there because uh, like, you know, initially it came out December 9th of last year and then it was just radio silence forever yeah. until uh, I think September ish. So yeah, this... a long period of time there. Yeah, this crossed some staffer's office in some somewhere and they went, fuck it and just said yes. And thank God they did. Yeah, because this, this movie deserves it. I mean, for, for as much crap as there, as there is out there when it comes to horror, and I'm talking some crap. I, I watch a lot of horror movies just like you do. There's some crap out there. This is not crap. This is absolutely not crap. There's no, there is in no way, shape, or form is this movie crap. It is super fun. It's super approachable. The characters are awesome. I mean, the kills are fucking fantastic. And then on top of everything else, it's a fucking Christmas movie, man. You can't go wrong. Yep, absolutely. Great way to start off our uh, our Christmas uh, celebration moving forward. And of course, uh, this is going to lead. We got another episode coming out this week uh, so we can get back on track. Uh, so we have a Sunday recording planned for Anna and the Apocalypse, uh, which is another absolutely Fantastic movie. Also, plenty of candy cane action in that one as well. Uh, I mean, it's got God. It's on the fucking poster for Christ's sakes. Uh, uh-huh. And 
really like this is ever since this movie came out that's definitely been one of my yearly watches uh <laughs> which is just absolutely great and it's a musical uh, this is probably i'm trying to think the only other musical that we had talked about on the podcast or reviewed was probably repo the genetic opera Oh, Little Shop of Horrors, though, I thought. Oh, yeah, we, okay, we did that yep. one, too. Yep. I don't think yep. we did any yep. of the Repo sequels. So this will I don't be, think so. This yeah. will be our third. I know I definitely talked about the sequels, um, but we never reviewed well, it. Well, it's hard, it's, it's hard not to. I don't think there's been a full review, though. But, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors, for sure. And and the genetic operas, yeah. And, well, not so. Not, number three. Okay, we're good. Why not? Yeah. And this one, like, I... I will defend Anna the Apocalypse to my fucking death. Mm-hmm. So, and I am, I, I've said it before. I'm sort of a closet musical fan. Like okay. I don't, I don't generally quote unquote celebrate them, but when they're really good, they're just really good. And this one, I mean, okay. Again, no Academy Awards, but definitely no Razzies either. So, I mean, this one is just, again, fun. I mean, and that's when it comes to a Christmas horror movie, it's it's really easy to get down and bleak on Christmas just because of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather have a little more fun with it. And this one definitely does that. And it's got zombies in it. So. Happy day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we'll be recording that episode on Sunday. So we got two episodes this week. And then uh, on next Wednesday, we'll have Santa Jaws, <laughs> which is one of my guilty pleasure movies, uh, which honestly ties in so well with the mean one, with, with the weaponry involved in that movie. Uh, but, you know, we also celebrate Shark Week on the podcast, too. So, you know, it's, it's, always, yes. it's, it's always good to, like, sprinkle in a surprise shark movie whenever you can. And uh, th- I know... Uh, we, I, I know ever since Santa Jaws came out, we have watched it multiple times on Twisted Tuesday, and I threw it in Christmas in July uh, when I was doing those as well. So I've I've already, like, shown this movie probably four times to uh, to the fiends out there at this point, and they're probably sick of it uh, by now, but I'm not, so I don't care. We're going to watch it again, and they will just have to deal with it. Uh, well, it's... It's yeah. pretty rare that you come across a quote unquote bad shark movie. I mean, and I think we di- we did it this year. <laughs> I think we came we came across the bad shark movie. Um, so I'm I I haven't I haven't seen Santa Jaws, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, and I'm going to go back to what we talked about um, with Sky Sharks. Mm-hmm. Now, Sky Sharks is a movie that you should have less than zero expectations for, and then you watch it, you see the poster for it, and you're like, huh. And then you start watching it, and then you're sort of confused, and then you think, uh-oh, T fell asleep and hit the enter button and changed the movie. Nope, he didn't. We're still <laughs> And, But again, it's so much fucking fun that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the other shark movie I'm talking about that we didn't like so much this year, mm-hmm. it wasn't fun, it wasn't compelling, I wanted to turn it off and then I wanted to go find the person in Hollywood that greenlit it and I wanted to smack them in the mouth because it was a piece of shit. So if 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 Santa Jaws is anywhere in between those, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, dude. I am. I think it'd be great. Yeah, as, as long as it's not to the point where it, it pisses 
pisses us off so much that we don't even record an episode. <laughs> exactly. We're both like, should we talk about this? We're both like, no. Well, no. It's, no. It's, this movie it's doesn't deserve it. It doesn't deserve it. No. It was terrible. Yeah. Yep. And uh, for those that don't know what, what movie we're talking about, uh, it's The Black Demon. Yes. It, yeah. it was just... Mm, yeah. See, that one I can understand the 1.9 rated. That one makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, that was it would. That movie tried so hard, but it was also it was trying hard to be woke. It was trying hard to take a shot at current day things. It was trying hard to mix in like sort of semi occultish things from like the Mexican culture. Right. And none of it fucking worked at all. Nope. None of it. No it creation. was no, exactly. It was like, just what the fuck? What the f- actual fuck? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, so Black Demon sucked, everybody. Just yep. so you know. Skip that one. Awful. Skip yeah. that. Watch the mean one. Uh, you know, and don't forget to, you know, leave an ending out for the Grinch for uh, for the holidays. <laughs> like, that That was really, like, the only... Th- the, the only things that were really missing in this were uh, the onion bit, which was, of course, in the Jim Carrey version. Uh, mm-hmm. And really, just, like, the dog. You know, he didn't really have, like, that companion piece either. But that's fine. You don't always need that stuff. But, like, those were two things... <laughs> that are definitely like more more common in the later iterations uh and you know the onion is more just uh i see a lot of interactions with that in regards to like the character and like universal and things like that sure yeah with the dog piece of it i totally got that but the 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 thing that i thought in my head is that if there was a dog in this movie it might have died mm-hmm and then it was like, eh, so I can see why. I mean, because, and I bet you, at some point, someone was like, "What about the dog?" And they went, "Okay, how do we kill it?" And everybody went, "Oh, never mind." Yeah, <laughs> Just well, don't we, forget it. <laughs> he couldn't wear the reindeer uh, antlers, anyways, because the Grinch would have killed him. Uh, well, exactly. Well, and just between the 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 inflatable reindeer around the one guy's crotch, and then the the reindeer antlers on the car, and he's like, "Yeah, you can't do that here in this town." Like, okay, so. It, it kind of made sense that they shut that shit down pretty quick. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't have worked. And I didn't... This movie was too much fun to have a dog die. It was just way too much fun. That would have just... It would it would it would have hurt me, like, personally. So, no. Thank you for not. <laughs> ah, man. But good times. Definitely oh, go, go check out the mean one. Uh, but in the meantime, again, we have another episode coming out on Sunday for Annie and the Apocalypse. That should be a good time. Uh, th- the penguin song is still absolutely like my hey, favorite part of that. Flipper. <laughs> my favorite part of that movie. Uh, but just that's, for the that's, hell of it. That's that's the story for Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Handle with Scare. Again, we'll be back on Sunday. Be sure to join us for Tuesday Tuesday for Santa Jaws. Uh, which is my guilty pleasure and one of my uh, yearly watches ever since it came out in 2018, uh, despite the fact that it is a sci-fi original movie, which uh, doesn't always mean that it's absolutely terrible. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, showing that to you since you haven't seen it yet. Uh, so should be should be a good time, and I, I, I think you'll enjoy it. There, there's a lot of heart in that movie for, for, for what it is. <laughs> Which is definitely interesting, but the use of Christmas weaponry is really gonna like bring you back to the mean one, which is also a pretty big positive as well. 
I will try to bring my candy cane shotgun to the showing. <laughs> I will. Well, there's I want to. There's definitely candy make cane now. weapons for sure. Okay, I I want to make a candy cane shotgun now, and I think I have enough red and white electrical tape to do it. So I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we will see you back on Sunday for Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, go check out, you know, uh, the new slashers that are coming out in theaters. We got back to back weeks of uh, holiday themed slashers, both for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh, so that should be absolutely fantastic. But until Sunday, we'll see you then. <laughs>